Hello, everybody. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jordan. And we are the Country Music Critic. This is number five, Jordan. Yeah, number five. We're halfway through season number one. And we have a uh, beauty queen. Yeah. She is definitely a beauty queen. She is. She owns six Grammy Awards. She had the 2019 Album of the Year, seven CMA Awards, three ACM Awards. We're talking about the beautiful Casey Lee Musgraves. Yeah. She is by far one of the most gorgeous women in all of music, not just country music, but all music. She holds that title. She was born in Golden, Texas, August 21st, 1988. Do you want to take a guess at the song that was number one in August of 1988? I have no idea. Hit me with it. All right. The Wanderer? Yes, Eddie Rabbit. I thought that was an old song. I know, right? But that's that's what the that's what Google says that it was number one. What if it was like a remake of it? I don't know. Uh, I believe that that song. We may have to do a little bit of history on that song because I'm thinking that song was a little bit older too. But maybe he cut it and his version went number one. So it was Eddie with that number one when she was born at the time. And also Randy Travis's I Told You So. Oh, that's a good song. Yes, it is. And then if you base it back approximately nine months before that, Mm -hmm. the song that she may or may have not been conceived to would be this. You make me feel so good. So can you imagine her dad cleaning up his Camaro, getting ready to go meet the mom of Casey Lee Musgraves? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, I'm sure he... Had a little twinkle in his eye, and a little bit later, it came out to be Casey. So, well, you know, when you check out her mom, she is very attractive, just like her daughter. So it yeah. runs well in the genes. Yeah, yeah. So it's... her her uh, mom and dad are Craig and Karen. They also live in Golden, Texas. Her dad owned a uh, printing company, and her mm-hmm. mom was an artist. Which in 1988, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's uh, you don't hear that very often. No, Casey was born five weeks early, only mm-hmm. weighing five pounds. Yeah, yeah. Man. She yeah, only she weighs one hundred twenty-five more than that now. <laughs> <So>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's five foot five. So 
Which, that surprised me. I always assumed she was tall, just because of every picture I've seen, she's real slender, and, like, she's just got the look of a tall girl. Exactly. I assumed she was, was like, 5'10". That's what I was thinking. But the internet claims that she is 5'5". That's what I've seen. Everywhere I've seen, that's what I've seen, 5'5". Yeah, and and this is an artist that I've yet to see live, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure she's picking some four-inch high heels or cowboy boots. Yeah. Because on TV, she looks much taller. She does. She does. So she has a sister named Kelly, which is a photographer. She's pretty as well. I checked her out, and uh, she does a lot of the album work still to this day. That's cool. Yeah, it, it's cool that she would, uh, you know, keep her involved in that. Yeah. So in Golden, Texas, you're not going to believe this, but the population's only 200 people. Really? So it'd be, you know, you could end up dating your cousin and not know it. I mean, 200 uh, people. I mean, you probably know it, but you just wouldn't let it you know, bother you as bad. <laughs> right. So I mean, what happens when it rains? Is it called Golden Showers? It could be. It very well could be. It, it, it's, a, it's a little old town, and they're famous for their Sweet Potato Festival. 1982, It's uh, it's been going on since 1982. It was the last weekend in October, and Oprah has actually been featured twice at the festival. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a pretty big deal if you get Oprah to come. Yeah, for your city of 200 people. Exactly. I'm sure a lot of people come in for the festival, you know? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they do. So Casey started uh, writing songs when she was eight years old. The first song that she ever wrote was Notice Me. It's not that hard to notice her now. Definitely not. Yeah. So the first thing that she learned was the mandolin, mandolin around mm-hmm. 12. Then she moved to the guitar. She gives all the credit to a guy named John D. Four. Yeah. She says that he was one of the most important things that ever happened to her. Yeah. Yeah. I read that as well. And, you know, that is true. You know, when I first started playing guitar, if it wasn't for a free after school program in the eighth grade, I, I don't know what I would have done because it, I mean, it really does help to have somebody who's really that good to teach you something. Yeah. My first song was Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, yeah. I'm still waiting on that uh, free, you know, guitar lessons. I have a guitar, but I don't know how to play it. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, there's not much to it. Elvis only knew three chords. I'm left-handed, too, so that makes it a little different. Yeah, you might want to go ahead and sell the guitar, because it is very <laughs> hard to learn to play left-handed. Mm-hmm. So, her mom took her and her friend to festivals, and they were called the Texas 2-Bit. They released hmm. music in early 2000. They won an invitation to perform at the Black Tie and Boots um, Ball for George W. Bush, which is pretty impressive. That's pretty cool, yeah. When you're 14. So, so around that time, her mom and them, they finally, you know, they seen, Hey, she's got talent. She can do it. They funded a solo release, uh, when she was just 14 years old. So in 2006, 
She graduated high school and moved to Austin, Texas by the time she was 18. So I graduated in 04. If she graduated in 06, when did you graduate? 01. She is very close to our age. She is. She's she's actually uh, one year older than my wife. Yeah. Yeah, she's got the same middle name, too. Uh, According to Facebook. No, that's my wife's maiden name. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got you. So she's a Lee. Yeah. Used to be. Okay. Yeah. Now, no more. <laughs> uh-uh. I added a bunch of letters to it. So when she was 18, she was on a show called Nashville Star. Did you ever check that show out? No. Not a big country music fan here. Well, she was on season five. She placed seventh. Nobody mm-hmm. real big and famous come out of that season. Uh, they did have some judges like Blake Shelton, but he mm-hmm. had also said that the show was kind of too much like a ripoff of American Idol. The biggest mm-hmm. stars that they did have was Buddy Jewel, which he had some impressive music. And then, of course, the big mega diva, Miranda Lambert. Oh. And Chris Young in 2006. So that show did produce some big stars, but in 2007, the time that Casey was on there, she was in front of Randy Owen, Anastasia Brown, which is the wife of Tony Brown, who created George Strait, and Blake Shelton. I don't see how they did not see what all these people see now in Casey. Maybe it was just too hard to see it bloom. Maybe it's possible, you know, maybe she wasn't as you know, you know, talented then as she is now. Right. Because, I mean, you look at, you know, some singers like Taylor Swift, you know, when she first started, when she was supposedly in you know, a country, um, she had great songs, but if you heard her live, she sounded awful. Like she was not a good singer. Now she doesn't sound as bad because she's kind of you know learned what her voice can do, and she has you know written her songs to you know show off what she is capable of, and she doesn't you know, try to do things that she can't do anymore. Correct. So she sounds better, but yeah. So I mean, and, and she's also an artist, just like Casey, I believe that you either love her or hate her. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of that. It's kind of hard to. And actually, in my research, there is a little yeah, Taylor Swift yeah, beef in there with yeah, Casey Musgraves. So Really? A little bit. Well, now, do you know what year that was? No idea. Okay. It's been well, kind of ongoing. It's, it's just kind of like, yeah, Casey Musgraves went on tour once with Harry Styles and, right. uh, you know, of One Direction. And Harry Styles is the famous ex of Taylor Swift. And... Casey oh. Musgraves has also been on a yeah, tour with Katy Perry, and Katy Perry is the sworn enemy of Taylor Swift. So it's all fabricated. Essentially, there is no real beef because yeah, yeah Casey yeah, claims that she spoke to Taylor multiple times and just, yeah, letting her know that there is no problem in between them, and it's just all fabricated. For somebody to get a you know a, a headline, essentially, yeah. like you know, Bobby Bones, they, they yeah, 
<laughs> Lord, I could comment on that. <laughs> well, feel free. So now, like, here's my thing with Bobby Bones, okay? I mean, I get that he's a DJ, but he just feels so much like a wasted talent. Like, like he's wasting his, his, I don't, I don't even know the right words to use. I get so frustrated over it. But, you know, somebody that was in his position, you know, would respect the the condition a lot better than what he does. I mean, to me, he just kind of plays it off that he's funny, and he's not funny. Honestly, I haven't seen one good joke that he's ever told, and he acts like he's some kind of king of country music. And don't get me wrong, getting played on the radio is very important. But as you see with Casey Musgraves, it does not matter if radio yeah. backs you or not. So mm-hmm. I don't know. What was her beef with him? Um, they did an interview. I don't know the year. Um, I don't even know you know when it happened exactly. But you know, from what I read, he interviewed her and when it was on his you know, show, he played it, but he only played a small clip of it and he kind of played it to where she would seem like, you know, she was a bit of a jerk. So, uh, she did not appreciate it. And like, he was, you know, I tried to get her to, you know, reply to him on Twitter and she wouldn't, you know, essentially she just ignored him. And then finally she responded. She said, if you play the whole interview, unedited and you don't twist it the way you people do then I will acknowledge you messaging me on Twitter I'll acknowledge it but until then I'm not going to essentially she called him out for editing the interview that he did with her so he could have a little bit of a headline essentially is what he did and she called him out on it so she's a no nonsense you know, type person. She's very blunt. Uh, she doesn't pull any punches. That's one thing I like about her. Um, yeah, me and her already have a lot in common. And yeah. you know where she stands with Bobby Bone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so she really to, liked him. I got you. So <laughs> back to the 2008. Okay, so she's fresh off of Nashville Star. And she comes home with seventh, but she got all this publicity. And I really don't think the internet was as big as it is now in 2007. So she goes back home and she runs into an indie uh, record label guy, Monty Robinson. And they did two songs together, acoustic, uh, One Republic's Apologize and Miley Cyrus, See You Again. Apologize received 31 million streams on Spotify, which mm-hmm. is massive back in 2007, oh, yeah. That's huge. Yeah. So um, it also appeared at number 23 on the Billboard Hot Singles chart. So this is what I don't understand. This star plays seventh on a reality show, but then releases a song that climbs to 23 out of 100. But, you know, you go through storms in your life that prepare you for the success that she has now, I assume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So, 2012, she joins the tour with Lady Annabellum. She signs with Mercury Records. She tours with them. In 2013, they release a song called Merry Go Round. Here's a little bit of clip of it. Same trailer, different You remember that song? It's a great song. It is an outstanding song. And the, and that's the kind of that's her first single. Which you was know, massive. I listened to a little bit of a podcast she did with a doctor. She was yeah, discussing a whole yeah, another thing that I'll bring up a little later. But in that interview, she was you know, talking about how when she released that album, they were looking at all the songs and she explained there's a formula that you know, radio stations and executives and you know album uh, uh, producers look for. A song has to fit a formula that they like <clears throat> before they will get it you know, released onto the radio as the you know, you know, first song she released onto the radio. Well, every every album did not did not want her to release Merry Go Round. They didn't like it. It didn't you know, fit their you know, formula. But she said, I don't care if it's the only song that you release to the radio. I'll be happy if it's released to the radio. I don't care if you if you release any other ones because that's the one I want to go first. She took a gamble on her entire career. She really did. She did. She was that I mean she had convictions, you know, that strong about that song and she took the <clears throat> the you know risk or the gamble and it paid off uh because she has developed a huge fan base now. Yes. So that song was actually written by her, Shane McAnally, and Luke Leonard, which Uh nowadays, believe it or not, you'll see a song that's wrote, and this really happens with Florida Georgia Line a lot, is they will have five to six writers, which is ridiculous. I mean, there's somebody in there changing one word and getting royalties off of it. I mean, right. songwriting isn't nowhere like it used to be. Yeah. But thank God for people like Casey, you know, because I'll be honest with you, coming into this, I even told you when we talked about it, well, I don't have nothing good to say until right. I got to know her. And yeah. I'm telling you what, I mean, she truly has earned the success that she has. Yeah, she she has. And I I know the part that you were skeptical of. And I told you my view on it. And uh I'll you know share that. She's she is liberal, um and she will talk about it, but she's not really you know saying that you have to feel the same way she does. She has said multiple times in interviews that you know she is okay with everybody's opinion, and unless you're you know degrading somebody or you are you know going against some kind of morals or humanity, you know she's fine with whatever you know thoughts or opinions you have. She's fine right. with it just because she feels a way. That doesn't mean everybody else has to feel that way, uh, which that's the problem with the world we live in today. Everybody thinks everybody's got to agree with them. Um, and, you know, 
you can sum it up with uh, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Everybody has one. It's like I told you, though. We could all, everybody in this entire world could live in the same exact building. We all got different views. We all, you know, we all have our, you know, hills that we'll die on over certain, you know, topics. It could be abortion. It could be, uh, I mean, uh, now it could be the vaccine. Uh, it could be, you know, you name it. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, this is the world we live in. But everybody sees things in a different light. And essentially, that's what she's saying. She's saying as long as your, you know, view isn't hurting somebody else, she's okay with you having that view, even if it's not the same as hers. And that's my opinion exactly. I mean, yep. we see eye to eye on that. So that first album that had yep. Mary go around, same trailer, different park, which yep. is an awesome statement in itself. I it mean, really is. Just that title. Yep. Okay. It's the same trailer, but it's in a different park. How <laughs> many li- how many times in your life did you have you dealt with the same shit? in yep. a different area. Yep. That's basically what she's saying when she says that. Yes. Uh-huh. That yep. album, they released a couple songs off of it. Blowing Smoke, which mm-hmm. I'm going to play just a little bit of a clip here. Okay. And th- that song right there is just like, it makes you kind of want to just crack open a beer. It does. And if you're a woman, you want to crack open some wine, light a cigarette, sit on the front porch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then she also had the big one that you're talking about, Follow Your Arrow. Yeah. Did you know she almost gave that song to Katy Perry? No, I did not know that. Yes. Of course, they were friends when they were on tour, and I'll get mm-hmm. to that timeline here in a second. But she almost gave that song to Katy Perry, which, looking back, Katy would have made it a massive hit. But I love the way that Casey presents it, because when Casey sings, it's like a storytelling. You know, it, she, it really is. She She's like a folk a singer more so than a country singer, I think. She's yeah, more of her, a folk singer. Her favorite artist was John Prine. Yeah, I love that. What is he? A storyteller. Yeah. You know? And she's kind of like a modern day John Prine. And and I would have not normally said that had I not took this week and yeah. got all the information on her because I value John Prine as like Elvis. Well, John know? Prine is one of he's an American gem. A lot of people don't understand how important he is you know, to music. And, man, he is he's one of a kind. And I love to see an artist who is a huge you know, uh, fan of him, like uh, Casey Musgraves, like a Sturgill Simpson, like a Tyler Childers. They're all right. big fans of him. Right. And I love it. And, you know, so the song Follow Your Arrow that she almost gave to Katy Perry, I'm going to play just a little clip on it so you know what we're talking about. You don't save yourself from marriage, you're a that song right there is just, it's such, so much storytelling. It is unreal. Yeah, it's perfect. And, you know, that was number 39. 
of a hundred greatest country songs of all time. Did you know that? I did not. And I mean, just having a title like that is awesome. Yeah. You know? So we move on up to, I think we are at 2012, which is the same year that she released her first album, 2012, 2013. A lot of things happened. So she also wrote a song called Undermine, which was featured on the TV show, the first episode, the first season of Nashville. What a full circle moment. Yeah. You lose a show named Nashville Star, but then you come back, let's see, 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, five years later with a song that's featured on a show about Nashville. <laughs> that's kind of like the kick in the ass to them, you know? Yeah, it is. So in 2011, we're back in just one year, I have a really cool audio for you to hear. Check this out. This was in 2011. I cut my bangs with some rusty kitchen scissors. I screamed his name till the neighbors called the cops. I'm on the pain of That is Mama's Broken Heart, but it's Casey Musgraves' demo. So she wrote it, she sung it, and then this is where it gets pitched to Miranda Lambert, 2013. Yep. It was written by Brandy Clark, Shane McAmally, and Casey. Yep. It's basically a song about a woman losing control after a breakup. It was certified platinum, which means that it sold 1.9 million copies. Climbed to number two. Um, The demo was obviously sung by Casey. So that's what Miranda heard before she uh, cut it. Also, the same year, 2013, she sung backup uh, for Dirks Bentley on... uh, there's not enough bourbon in Kentucky. That song, she's actually singing uh, the harmony parts in it, huh? Which is really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yep. So in 2012, Casey was nominated for four awards at the ACM, including Female of the Year. Uh, that's pretty impressive to mm-hmm. release music and to climb to four nominations that quick. You know? Yeah. 2014, she's at the Grammy. She's nominated for four of them, which is impressive because she wins uh, Mama's Broken Heart, Merry Go Round. Uh, It was uh, also up for Song of the Year. She takes home a Grammy for Merry Go Round, which is crazy that you would have two songs nominated for a Grammy. (laughs) Yeah. So, and of course, that's the year that she joins uh, Katy Perry on tour. 2014, the ACMs gives her album of the year, which is crazy. Your first album with one number one on it. I mean, it's also certified gold, which means it sells half a million copies. And then it goes to platinum. Uh, it's got platinum and gold labeled with it those songs that were on there was merry-go-round blowing smoke follow your arrow and keep it to yourself 
2014 is the first time that she goes out on a 10-date tour where she is the headliner. Then in 2000, she releases pageant material. She performs on every single night show that you can think of. Stephen Cabal. Yeah, Colbert. Uh, yeah, Colbert. Then she also goes on tour with Harry Styles, like you had talked about. She sings uh, There's No Getting Over Me, the Ronnie Millsap cover. It's on a debut or a duets album. And then she also does this little gem that I found. I spend most every night have you heard her do that? I have not. Yes. Reboot. Yep. She did the famous Neon Moon, which we featured, you know? Yeah. So that was pretty cool in itself. So now her influences. All right. She lists Allison Krauss as a career role model. Yeah. She states, I mean, how many Grammys does she have? She just remains solid, true, and great, and I respect her for that. She also lists John Prine, as we said. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Her favorite John Prine would be his sense of humor and how it really influenced his her songwriting a lot. That man single-handedly influenced me and my songwriting more than anyone else on the planet. She also states that Leanne Womack was part of it. So, like, if you could take both of them and put them together, you would come out with Casey Musgraves. She says about Womack, if I could sing like Leanne would and say it like John would, then I would feel like I've gotten somewhere. Well, Casey, I believe you have. Yeah, she definitely has. So... Let's see here. Let's get down to this one thing. So, did you cover the Academy of Country Music drama? Did you go over that yet? No. Where she was sitting in the crowd? Uh, Is that about Miranda Lambert? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a little, essentially like a little bit made about nothing. And from what I've gathered, I read a few different articles and a few other opinion pieces. And essentially, Miranda Lambert, uh, she won for, you know, that, you know, Mama's Broken Heart, didn't she? Yes. Okay. And she, they showed Casey in in the crowd. And she supposedly made a sour face. But I don't know if y'all have seen her face. It doesn't get very sour. Like, there's not a sour version of that. Um, but she didn't make, I mean, it was it was all blown out of proportion. But, and she has, like, said, yeah, you know, multiple times that it was, yeah, you know, blown out of proportion. And she didn't, yeah, you know, mean to make a face. If she did, she didn't mean to. But it's, uh, I, well, I don't her her exact quote and comment over this was, if you see me at some kind of show, you should enjoy the fact that I'm not a robot. Do you ever see someone analyzing Chris Stapleton's face? Men get it all the time. Everyone needs to drop it. 
That's <laughs> true. Yeah, and I mean, you know, come on. It, it, if you never yeah. know when you're a star, when the camera's on you, or when it's not. You right. Know? It's kind of like with Morgan, you know? Yeah. 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 So, well, um, I mean, if you think about it, what if she had eaten like a bad shrimp, you know? And at that very moment, she's got a little bit of a stomach pain. Like, you know, right, right. <laughs> anything could happen Easy. when the camera's on you all the time. You are bound to do something that's going to catch somebody's eye, but it's whatever. So now relationship wise. Okay. She was with the bandmate that she was uh, with for several years and they become friends first. And I assume that that didn't work out because she marries uh, Rustin Kelly. They met at the Bluebird Cafe in May of 2016. They had a songwriter's date, which is really cool. They had a lot in common. Uh, They began dating shortly after that, and she states that the song Butterflies uh, from the Golden Hour album is about her courtship with Kelly. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that same year they become engaged. Then they married a year later in October. Uh, Then the couple filed for divorce in July of 2020, saying in a joint statement that it simply did not work. She kind of had her eye for some guy named Ryan in Kentucky. (laughs) I mean, I'm just reading what the notes say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's about all of the info that I have on her, all the cool stuff. Now, I do have some fun facts. Do you have anything that you'd like to conclude before I go down that rabbit hole? Um, uh, well, I have a, I think it's a cool fact on this, you know, latest album that I don't know if I think it's been released. I'm not positive. Um, but she went on, you know, psychedelic trips. She went on guided you know, trips for you know, doctors and stuff had her listen to certain songs when she was yeah, tripping exactly on on all acid. kinds of hallucinogens. Yeah. On acid. Yeah. On acid and on you know, different plants. Uh, yeah. DMT, a, a few different trips, but she, yeah, I did a little soul searching right. during this time and she was able to write some music. She came up with so many ideas because of these trips and it was very interesting to listen to. There was, you know, podcasts I listened to. That's what they talked about. Yeah, well, so, you know, Eric Church, he done the same thing. He smokes pot every time that he's in a writing session yeah. just because, you know, it kind of loosens up the nerves and, you it know, it's, it just helps. And, I mean, look at the great music that come out of it. And a lot of people call Casey Musgraves hippie country because of it, you know. Yeah. So, 2017, she was actually on a TV episode, Hollywood Medium, with Tyler Henry. Did you did you see that? No. She was trying to connect with her grandmother, Barbara Taylor, which was one of her biggest fans. She had took her to award show after award show, but she said that one of her songs called This Town, which is on pageant material album, uh, is about her grandmother, and the, her voice appears in the opening of the song. But she was on the TV show trying to connect with her oh. late grandmother. That's yeah. cool. 
Did you also know that Casey Musgraves is into drag shows? <laughs> she likes yeah. to perform and hang out at drag shows. She was is that where she met judge. Ryan in Kentucky? No. Are you no, sure? Never. Never. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, talk about them four inch heels. I mean, that's yeah. something you know yeah. about. I mean, what's going on? So in high school, she was voted most likely to be famous. How accurate was that? Very accurate. So, she also believes in UFOs. She believes that there is something more out there. We got that in common. Yes. She is also country slash pop crossover, which everybody knows by now. Her sister does all of her album work like we had talked to. She is a uh, best friends with Elton John, Katy Perry, and Harry Styles. And that about sums her up. Yeah, yeah. That's about all the info that I have. How about right. you? Yeah, I mean, all, I mean, the only other stuff that I got is like some of the songs that she has. But I mean, we you know, still have to get into the what song you would fight to, make love to, and yeah, you know, <clears throat> listen to on repeat. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, let's hear yours because. This one's actually very, very hard to answer. It is very difficult because her all hers have the same, you know, sort of, yeah, you know, mellow. Because I mean, really, her songs you really just want to, you know, smoke a little bit of weed and just listen to it. Right, like the acid trip that she right. was on. Essentially, you know? yeah, she's very mellow and she's very chill. And I, I mean, essentially, I don't have a fight to song. I'm just going to go, uh, let's see. Ooh. I would think of grappling somebody, maybe putting somebody in a headlock to slow burn. I don't yes. know. <laughs> yes. I would have to second that. Okay. Uh, the listen to on repeat. I like a lot of her songs that are clever, like the, yeah, you know, merry go round yeah. or biscuits. Yes. Uh, I like biscuits a lot. And I like the song too. Like, so right. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big fan of biscuits. So I would probably listen to it or merry go around over and over again. And then the make love song, you kind of got to go rainbow. Yeah. Or her cover of neon moon, because like I said, she, I mean, Brooks and Dunn, Nobody will ever be able to do it the way that they done it. But I think she kind of made it her own song. She doesn't have the Martina McBride, you know, belting out the high notes. But right. she's so true and honest. It's like what she's telling you yeah. is just as real as what's, you know, coming out of the good book. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like, real and honest. The you know, uh, fight song, you could go uh, Mama's Broken Heart, you know, Herbert. Yes, yes. That's kind of yeah, very yeah, uh, <clears throat> vulnerable song. You know, it kind of makes you wonder what boy in high school was foolish enough to break her heart. You know what I mean? I mean right. So, but yeah, she. Uh, I have to make this statement. You know, at first I really <laughs> wasn't excited about this. Now, all. folks, let me let me just let me just tell you. As soon as we <laughs> talked about who who we we're going to do next. 
he had sent me a list of all, you know, women, you know, singers, you know, artists in that country music. And I seen Casey Musgraves on there. I was like, let's do Casey. And he's like, oh, he said, I'm not going to have very much good to say about her. And, uh, so going into this, I just assumed that it was going to be you know, a good cop, bad cop. And uh, but now you look at it and bam, she has put you know, Ryan into a spell. And exactly. He's under her spell. And it's some he... of her psychedelics and her UFOs, <laughs> man. You know, she's so yeah, <clears throat> relatable and she's pure and she's honest in all of her music and all of her life. And she, she's, you know, <clears throat> very unapologetic. She, yeah, and she does care. not have a lot of radio play, folks. No, she does she not. She has her fame and her net worth of $12 million, which I, I've i seen 12 and I've seen 14, so I'm not for sure which one it is. But she know. has that from actually working her ass off. I mean, it's yeah. not from royalties. No, she's a hard worker. You know, I mean, she's got it down to a pad, that's for sure. She's not all looks either. She's got talent. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. So, it's that time of the show where we rate them do you want me to go first you go first all right so i'm telling you what she's not in the country music hall of fame yet but i don't even see if that's something that she really cares about um i'm gonna have to go with now at first from a distance it would have been a two but i'm gonna go with a four just because the fact that she's more honest than i even imagine so she gets four stars from me cool okay i like you know uh, folk music i'm a huge folk music fan because they always you know tell a story and it kind of you know draws you in i love that so for since she is a you know folk musician i'll give her one star for that second star is her songs that she has, they're so clever and like she, she does really cool things with her music. I enjoy it a lot. That's yeah, two stars. The third star. Have you seen her? Like seriously, have you beautiful. seen her? Beautiful. She's beautiful. Like she's almost as hot as my wife. Almost beautiful. Yes. So there's that. That's the third star. And because I'm a little bit of a harsh rater, I don't you know, rate people very you know, friendly, but I'm going to go ahead and give her a fourth star because she is her own arrow. Like She is. She is. She's so true to herself, and she's true to everybody. She straight up tells you how she feels, and that's, I mean, that's what she does. She doesn't sugarcoat anything. She is herself. She's living her life the way she wants to live it. And she don't care what anybody says about it. But it's, it's not like she's a mean person. No. She's, no, she's an honest her, person. She's her own little butterfly. She is. She is. She's an honest person. And if you know, somebody doesn't like it, then, I mean, that's yeah their problem to deal with. She doesn't care. I love exactly. that about her. So I'm giving her four stars as well. Awesome. So I believe that wraps up our Casey Musgraves episode. 
And, uh, you know, until we meet again, you guys go like us on Facebook. We're halfway through our season. And the season finale, we're going to do something really cool. So if you haven't liked our Facebook, The Country Music Critic, go like it right now. It doesn't take two seconds. No. No. All right. Well, I believe I have said everything that I want to say. You? Uh, My heart is clear. All right, people, go check out Casey. All right, see you. See you.